his grades were down and we, I found out he was homeless and was working 18 hour days trying to pay for rent because his family left him. Welcome to the Impact of Leadership podcast brought to you by CCB Technology. I'm your host, Steve Shear, and this is the podcast where we believe that no one drifts into excellence. Join me as I work to figure this leadership thing out on purpose. This week's episode is with Jake McGee, CEO of the Boys and Girls Club of Kenosha, the largest standalone Boys and Girls Club in America. I did the interview in Jake's office, which was fun, but there was also a bit of background noise. So when you hear the phone ring, that's just how it happened. After our conversation, I had the chance to tour the club and was blown away. There's a recording studio, a massive field house with soccer fields, basketball courts, rooms for kids to study, rooms for kids to play. It was impressive, to say the least. But by the end of my time with Jake, what I was most surprised by was the mental check that I was doing about things in my life that I might be taking for granted unintentionally. And I was also reminded that surrounding yourself with great people is a must. We've all got weaknesses that need complimenting. I hope you get as much from listening to it as I did from recording it. Here it is, my interview with Jake McGee. Every time I sit down with somebody for the podcast, uh, I am most interested in the why type motivators that are behind the what uh, of, of what people do. So why did you choose to come here though? Yeah, I think I think the first part of it is it was a really neat opportunity for me to continue to make a difference. Professionally, it was a great opportunity to take on a new challenge. But I mean, my why every single day is knowing the background and the history of what some of these kids and families are going through at home. You know, I was at our Lincoln Park summer program and there was a kid, you know, you couldn't believe how excited he was for that meal that day. And he said it's the only meal he's getting that day. Wow. We did 25,000 meals for kids last year for free as part of their membership here. So it's pretty easy to get motivated because you just see you just see kids that didn't have maybe the the opportunity that I has had as a kid and um, so that's the why behind it. I yeah. think if you know what allows me to get pumped up about coming to work every day is there's just opportunity to our mission is to impact more kids. Like our mission statement says impact the most youth possible especially the youth that need you the most to become caring, productive citizens. And, you know, so I get to do a lot of really creative stuff to make that experience unique for kids. We want a playground. I'm going to go raise money and get a playground. We want to open a school-based site for free for kids to just stay after school. I can raise funds and try to do that. So I'm surrounded by really talented people. The nice thing about working here is that, you know, beyond talent, most of the people working here have a heart for it. Sure. So yeah. there's a different kind of passion. It's not just a job to anyone that works here. Yeah. So when you surround yourself with people that are fueled by that every single day, and especially you're looking at my desk right now, there's a lot of sheets of paper and a little bit of mess. There's some stuff. Yeah, there's <laughs> a couple things. I surround myself with people that are, you know, organized, do their job, and allow me to go do the big picture growth type things. And okay. and that that's what we do. We work on growing this organization to impact more kids. Um, my job simply comes down to impacting more kids, generating more income, and making sure that it's a quality and safe experience for the kids. If I do those things, I'm doing my job. So the simple definition of success in my job is pretty cool. I was going to ask this a little bit later on, but I had a chance to hear from uh, Felicia Dalton at Inspire. Several people from CCB were there as well. She seemed, I didn't get to speak with her directly, but she seems genuine, uh, kind, approachable. She, she also seemed very focused and passionate about her goal. So 
as the, the CEO in your seat, how do you coach your team on maintaining focus and not sacrificing that passion or kindness along the way? Yeah, it's really cool. And I think some of it, it in, a, in a Felicia example, it, it's it's something that, believe it or not, doesn't take a lot of coaching mm-hmm. because they're, they have it in them. You know, if, when you heard Felicia talk and you heard Felicia on stage and the impact she made, you know, she manages, for those that might not be aware, she manages all of our teen programming. And with our teens especially, we're dealing with a little bit more at-risk youth. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the kids that come here, uh, make the choice to come here, so they need to want to be here. But the bad decisions that a teenager can make are more costly than the bad decisions a seven-year-old can make. Right. So, you know, her job is to, in, you know, manage those relationships, help kids get on the right path. And I think for someone like Felicia, she was that kid um, as a kid and knows what having someone like her in her life meant to her and helped get her to where she needs to be. But I think in general at our Boys and Girls Club, I, I very, very, very much encourage everyone to have that kind of role in some way. So our finance director might have nothing to do with the kids. But I encourage my finance director to spend an hour on a Friday to go volunteer and go tell a kid. It's like the kids, the kids here, especially the younger ones, they want to come to the Boys and Girls Club. They want you to play with them. Yeah. They want to be told. They want to beat you in pool. Be told, "Good job at beating me at pool," and give them a high five or a yeah. hug, because that's what they don't have at home. You know, so it might be uh, a position like our maintenance guys. I'll have them go and pick a week, you know, a, a night of the month where they serve the meals to the kids. Like, I very much firsthand think that our staff need to see it, or they forget why they were really here. Yeah, and it's a lot bigger than just the job. It's good. So I do small things to reinforce it, but I think this type of job attracts people that want to make that difference and it's really cool i feel like i've met some of the most special people in my life just through this job and i learned a lot from them but we see a lot of stuff together and a lot of times the stuff you see is not stuff you want to see yep you know it's tough to hear a kid say some of the things that you know that it's the only meal they're going to have that day right you sometimes wish you could do more but i think that's what keeps us fueled and hungry is wanting to do more it's good since taking this role um and how many years have you been here Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, coming up on three. Yeah. So over Goes that fast too. Over that Crazy. span, what have been some of the most surprising things, or what's the most surprising thing for you since taking on this role? There's a couple of different ways I could answer this. I think one of them is just the, you know, it's funny at the Kingfish we relied on such community support and outreach and you know, super fans they were there. Mm-hmm. You know, and we have a lot of those here. We're not a sports team, but we got a lot of people in the community from corporate supports to the city, to the county, to the local colleges, to KUSD, and a lot of the other nonprofits in town. What we inherently have is a, a, a big community that supports us, and I'm surprised, you know, I was surprised by the scope of it. And then I think my only other surprise are, surprises would be those, you know, sometimes difficult stories that you hear about a kid that, um, you wouldn't. Uh, We're you in your would, office. That's <laughs> the ring, phone's gonna ring. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be glad that you heard, just because yeah. you feel bad for the kid. And a lot of times, it's not the kid's fault. You know, there's a kid that was here that was getting in trouble for attendance, and he was late to school all the time. And we get the call for a lot of those types of things for some of the kids we case manage closer. And the reason he's late to school is because he was getting his other three younger siblings to school, so he got there late. Yeah. So we're on him about being late, but really the reason behind it was because he was trying to help his family and didn't have that support at home. Wow. We helped a kid get a full ride scholarship to college. 
and it's not just as easy sometimes for an at-risk child to just right. take a college scholarship and expect them to run away with it. Mm-hmm. His grades were suffering, and you know, I, you, you know, we we've had a couple come to Jesus type talks in my yeah. office, kind of as a mentor to him. And the last time, his grades were down, and we, I found out he was homeless and was working 18-hour days trying to pay for rent because his family left him. So it's like, you know, I'm barreling down on him for having B's and C's and not A's. And he's doing, and he's able to do that while being homeless and working 18 hours. It was actually quite exceptional that he was getting any grades at all. Yeah. So the circumstances that some of these kids go through, you know, you'd like to pretend it wasn't that way. But now that I see it every day, it really makes you aware that some people have it tough. And I think that further, you know, strengthens my reasons why I love being here because you can do something about it. Yeah, and it sounds like, from what you've said too, it's almost like an increased gratitude for what you did have, things that we might have taken for granted, um, you know, growing up. Getting B's and C's, man, I wasn't working 18 hours. I was pumped if I got B's and C's, <laughs> you know, and that, that kid you referenced before is, is working his tail off and uh, still getting better grades than I did when I was starting off in high school and that. So I find so much enjoyment and hearing these stories and, and learning about you, it is definitely fun for me to, to know the why behind all of that what. Um, so here's here's one thing that I'm wondering, and I'm thinking it might come with the territory of being CEO. That's you know what's next for the Boys and Girls Club of Kenosha. So what is next? What's coming up? What's around the corner? Yeah, so we've, you know, it, we've been a part of a lot of fun growth here. And I, I mean, with the growth and number of kids that we serve, it comes at a substantial cost too. I mean, our, in, Two and a half years, our budgeted expenses have gone up by, you know, from a $2.4 million budget to a $3 million budget overnight to serve the amount of kids that we're now serving. Um, So we want to keep growing. We want to sustain that growth and focus on the quality of the experience for the kids that are here. But, you know, years ago, we used to be in the school system. So we would do after school sites at KUSD schools. Mm-hmm. It's actually a model that Racine Unified does where they don't have a Boys and Girls Club doing it, but the school district pays for after school programming. Mm-hmm. Um, in Kenosha, we don't have that funding source, but this year we actually went out and raised our own, uh, raised funding um, and reopened a school site. So, what I mean by that is okay. when we were in the school sites, it's a free Boys and Girls Club at the school. It's perfectly convenient for parents. Yeah. It's a great experience for the kids. Right. So instead of finding childcare or something else, the kids just stay at school, do continued education or healthy activities, have a snack, whatever it might be. It's a safe place for kids to go after school. Well, we were replaced by for-profit daycares when that funding went away. And all of a sudden we went from 70 kids a day at that school to having only the last year they had eight kids at the school oh, I'm talking wow. about. Okay. So it's like, where did all the, you know, did those, you know, 62 other kids all of a sudden have a magically safe place to go after school for them. Um, So I, you know, our walls are here, are full. We can't really have that many more kids come to the Boys and Girls Club without needing to knock some walls out and expand. So the next two years, I mean, I'd say it's a goal to open up a couple more school sites in Kenosha. And really we want to continue to expand our footprint. Our neighbors to the north and Racine don't have a Boys and Girls Club. They've got a lot of other great programs. There's some great community centers in Racine. But there's not a Boys and Girls Club, and uh, you know I think if our mission is to impact the most kids possible, you know that doesn't have a border on it in my mind. That's right. Sure, we're housed in Kenosha, but we've got a lot of great, talented people here that can take on more of a challenge and take on more of a role. And if we could have a regional footprint, yeah, um, that's where I see us heading. 
but again, you know, it's a uh, it's it's a wish at this point. Sure. But there have been positive talks and plans and a a group of people that I think do business in both communities yep. and have seen the success of what a boys and girls club can do for a community. So we've got some advocates and some allies already. You know, so I can't say it's a for sure thing. Sure. I can say it's something I would like for sure. Yeah. And I'd love to have a regional footprint and have a have a club in Racine helping out those kids in that community too. Well, that's exci- that's really exciting. I that's where I I live. I think your vision for that is fantastic and and folks that are listening in that have influence uh, if you know somebody that knows somebody that maybe should uh, hit up Jake or drop, you know, two million dollars on him or something like that. We won't say this, no. They won't say no. They'll open arms. Um, all right. So as we're starting to uh, to wind down, a couple more questions for you. I like this scenario. I'm stealing this from a different podcast that I listen to. But let's say you're at lunch with somebody. All right. And uh, they're busy, like super busy. But they love the stories that you tell. They heard maybe something on this podcast or other places. Uh, they love the mission of the Boys and Girls Club, and you can tell as they're leaning into the conversation that they want to be involved. What would you say to them? Yeah, I think the first thing I would say is come check us out. You know, I think my my ask for anyone would be take 15 minutes and I'll give you a tour of the scope of work that we do. And I think from there it can go a variety of different ways. Some people want to be a volunteer. Some people want to serve meals. Some people want to donate. Some people want to come to an event. Some people want their kids to get involved here. So it's there's something for everyone. There's a there's a way for everyone to get involved, and I think the biggest. I guess I've never had wasted time walking through the Boys and Girls Club with someone, showing them the scope of work that we do and the impact we have on the community. And it's it's funny. I always say if we're gonna if we're gonna do a tour, come at three thirty. You can see 120 kids getting off the bus, and you know watching them get off the bus, come running in the club with a smile on their face. It. Uh, it's a good reminder every single day of why you do what you do. That's good. Um, as we are closing this thing out, uh, parting word, how should folks that are intrigued by this conversation get started? Where would you want them to go? Yeah, I mean, our, our, our website has a ton of information on the programming. bgckenosha.org has everything you'd need. But again, I mean, I, I have a lot going on. I, I'd like to stay busy, but time spent with people is you know, the best time I can spend at this job. And, you know, my, my contact information is as simple as jake at bgckenosha.org. If you're interested in getting involved, interested in learning more, or interested in checking us out at 3.30, door's always open, and we love having more fans. And thank you for uh, allowing me to share our story a little bit. I think, you know, the more people that know about us, the better off it is, and any chance we get to share it is a great thing. Okay, so I've got a takeaway for you, and I've got an action item. Takeaway. Don't move past gratitude too quickly. Being driven and goal-oriented are really great things, but if we're not careful, we will unintentionally slide past hundreds of blessings every single day. We need to pause, we need to look around, and we need to say thank you. Action item. Hit Jake up in the next week to schedule 30 minutes for your tour and to see those awesome kids get off the bus. To quote Winston Churchill, You make a living by what you get. You make a life by what you give. Don't forget to engage with us. If you've got a question, a story, a suggestion, we want to hear from you. So please don't hesitate to email us, impactpodcast at ccbtechnology.com, and either myself or somebody from our team will respond to you. Next time, I'll be with the COO and managing partner of Big Top Sports and Entertainment. Besides finding out how the team manages to host 500,000 fans across four different baseball stadiums every single year, 
I wanted to know, how did he go from intern to COO in just a few years? Join me next time, and we'll hear what he had to say. We are just a few weeks away from announcing the winner of the iPad Pro giveaway. If you haven't entered yourself, there is still time. More information on that at ccbtechnology.com slash podcast. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. On behalf of everyone at CCB, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.